You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point. Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half. Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. They want to stand point, you know we straight to the point. They want to stand point. Give me 76, bringing us in episode number 118 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris here, oh my God, J-Dub. Yo, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? Chris, we need to enter. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We are hiring. Unpaid. Uh, I mean, we can do paid fifty to a hundred dollars a month. That's about all I can get you. That's about all, all we right. can do. Hundred dollars a month. You heard the budget. Hundred dollars a month. Twenty five dollars a week. Hey, hey, man, that's that's good enough for some up and comers that's trying to make us a superstar. If they make all our right. podcast a superstar, then guess what? They making themselves money. All right. Um, talking about today on this episode, early NBA thoughts. You know, I have some slander to get off my chest. Um, the Phillies are in the World Series, so time to gloat. And uh, they definitely proved me wrong. And is Brady and Rodgers done? Like, are they washed? Is it over? Is it finito? Is it curtains? We'll talk about all of that. But, Jared, let's start in Philadelphia on the bad side. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Jared, uh, not a good start. Not a good start at all. No, it's not. We look horrible. Horrible. No but no. Trash. It no is bad. No. It's bad. And I mean again, it's the first three games of the season. Right. Let's not let's not overreact. But four games now as we're recording this. Four games of the season. We're one and three. Let's not overreact, but they look bad. Yeah, no, we look we look bad. And I don't really care much about the fact that you beat the Pacers. That's the team you should beat. You should have beat the Spurs. The first two games are marquee matchups against rivals or uh, playoff contenders in the Bucks and the Celtics. So I'm like, in the Celtics game was probably the closest one we had. Oh no, no, both games are pretty. Yeah. Both yeah. games are pretty close. The Bucks we lost by a buzzer beater. If we had hit that buzzer beater, we probably won that game. But you just look at this team right now. Rotations look horrible. Our bench players don't look like they want to. They they look like they want to figure out what they want to do. Their roles in the court it just doesn't look like there's any cohesion to it. Blame Glenn somewhat to what's going on with this bench. Rotations are horrible. That's on him. Montrez Harrell right now should be getting more minutes than Paul Reed. Matisse should probably be playing more, even though like we don't know how his jump shot is, but he should be playing more. And I we're mean, playing. You can't shoot from the bench. We we playing Melton like he's Shake Milton, and it's just this bad rotations right there. And B looks like that. I can't. Like, I don't know what the actual injury. Oh no, 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 no! I can say. It. I can say he looks fat, lazy, and uninterested, like the old MB. <laughs> No, man. It's like, like he said he was hurt. So how I mean you gotta work this over the shit? And I'm and I'm kinda saying it in jest, but the effort isn't there. Nah, it's it's not. You getting you getting boxed out and boarded by Jakob Pertle. Come on, man. Stop it. That's, you that's getting body, you on the ground every every play, like I know I know he came out and said that you know people probably wanted him sent to the G League and everybody traded and yeah, like tongue in cheek, yeah. However, Jerry, I said this to you. I said this to a bunch of people. I, I stand on this. When Joel Embiid is great, he's the he looks like the most dominant player on the floor. But when Joel Embiid is bad, he looks like the worst player on the court, like at all times. And I don't understand. Like I, I understand like he had the plantar fasciitis. I get it. It's hard for him to you know get conditioning if you can't move. I understand that. 
and maybe we have a different conversation about this team in Christmas, in December. But right now, at this very moment, the team looks like garbage, man. Yeah, I don't know how much stock I'm going to take into the Embiid thing with the injury, but he does look bad. Like, worst player in the court, he, at, there's moments in that court where you're just like, at this point, we just need something from him because he's just not doing it. He just can't move the way he wants to move. Uh, my real question is, though, for this team, is we knew what this was when we when they brought in P.J. Tucker and they brought in Daniel House and they brought in Montrez Harrell. This is the re- Rockets reunion tour. They're still probably in the works to try and get Eric Gordon. Let's if see. they decide to do that. Harden looked like the old Harden a little bit. A little and, bit. And then just a little bit. We know that right now Doc Rivers Glenn, he's not he's not doing it. Like what what's to say this team I know for a fact that if you're the Sixers or you're just the NBA in general, you're seeing that right now the Sixers aren't working out as much. A lot of this could be on Embiid's health and how he's just not looking the same. He's not moving the same. He looks lazy. Right. But it also can be just on how Doc, his coaching team, is. does he have that voice in the locker room to really get things done? I mean, you know, this rock experience. It's hard. It's hard. Listen, four games out of an 82 game season, I understand. Like, yeah, it's, it's not it's, a big yeah. sample size. I understand. But we're just going by what we saw. If they, if they, even if they lost to Boston, if they beat Milwaukee at home, maybe we're having a different conversation. You get what I'm saying? If they didn't have some of the same bugaboos that they've had year after year after year, maybe we're having a different conversation. But when you look at a team like the Sixers, it's like, how many times can we have the same conversations over and over and over again until something is a dramatic change? We've gotten rid of Ben Simmons. We've gotten rid of Brett Brown. We, we've gotten rid of pieces around Joel Embiid. Pretty soon, I'm not saying this, but pretty soon the conversation is going to shift to can you win with Embiid? And I think you can, but I don't know if that's more so me being a fan and being hopeful than me being objective and looking at it from a from an outsider's perspective. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to answer that question at the moment right now. Presently constructed, I think the Sixers have a very good roster. The problem is, again, it's not even me because at this point, I'm, it's early in the season, but we saw uh, what shifts when you do is go from a new coaching change, how teams play better. We just literally witnessed it in Philadelphia with the Philadelphia Phillies, got rid of their manager. Look at this team now in the World Series. That's a good transition, Jared. Good transition by you. So I'm just like, do the Sixers, let's say, for instance, they're one and three now. We mm-hmm. end up first 10 games of the season, three no, no, and no. seven. There's no way. I think they consider it. I think they consider. I'm not saying I want it to happen again, but we've seen I, enough at this point to know. I don't okay, think they see. make. The, I don't think it has to be a larger sample size. Like at least a third of the season has to be gone before they make a change. All right, so then ten games see, is that, that, ten games is basically eighth of the season. They need at least a third of the season to be like this team needs to be like five hundred or worse for them to consider making a change. Well, that's what I'm saying. Three and seven, you're potentially questioning. What's yeah, going ten on. game, ten games in. Uh, like I, I understand. Like, there's definitely going to be like that that talk, but I don't think Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, whoever would be pulling the trigger unless you're at least 25 games in. 25 might be the sweet spot, cause or yeah, cause let's say 25 NBA is what's considered a 22 and 29 record in baseball. Cause, cause 25, cause 25, 25 games through, you would have 20. That's 25. Then you have 25 more. That's 50. 25 more. 75. Game season's over after that. Yeah. So that's a third of the season for the most part. 
or like I don't know, 30, 30, let's say 30 games. If, if 30 games in this team is like 15 to 15. That's bad. I would, I'd rather us be even like 20 yeah. and 30 or so like that, or 20, you know, 10 and 20. Team, this team, if this team is, if this team is 500 or worse, you're looking at Doc like, yo, like, is it, is, it, is it time for Sam Cassell or is it time for, unfortunately, what you know, a lot of the more Knights believe in, I don't, I don't think they, I don't like Tony. I don't think they bring in an outside coach in the middle of the season. Then I'm all for Sam Cassell. If anything, they'll promote Sam Cassell and then hire Dan Tony if that's what they want to do. But I believe Dan, isn't Dan Tony like 70 at this point? I, Chris, I don't know that that man's age. Like, no, I'm I'm I'm, no, I'm, I'm not being I'm not being facetious. I think he's like seventy at this point. Do you not want some younger blood in the seat? Now I I'm, I'm looking right now. Dan Tony right now is seventy one. Oh, I'm gonna say I don't know how old that. So man. if Dan if Dan Tony is hired next year, theoretically speaking, he'd be seventy two, seventy three. Like I don't. Is that what you really want? Is that what you want? Do you really want some? Do you really want somebody who's in their mid seventies at that point? Like I don't think so. The Spurs still got pop. Dan Tony ain't pop. Dan Tony is not pop. Glenn ain't pop. So yeah, that's that's. Would you ask Pop that question? Would I ask Pop what question? Any question. Pop would even ask. You know, Glenn get offended on certain things. Oh yeah, he would be great. Get offended on certain. Would you ask Pop that question? If Pop was coaching this team, they'd have three titles by now. Pop might have taken Bennett and B to a finals. And we're like I said, if Pop was coaching this team, they'd have three finals right now. I don't know if we'd win the final, but we three, (laughs) three. I don't know, but they they would have won in twenty eighteen. They'd have won in twenty nineteen, and they probably would have won in twenty twenty one. We'd have have won in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and they'd won in twenty nineteen, maybe. I don't. You would have they would have beat Toronto. They what? Jared, Jared, please don't. Get, are, please you, don't. are you are you saying we've been in the finals or we had won three finals? We'd have won if everything played out the same way. With I'm right. not rooting on injuries, but like with Clay's injury, Katie's injury. That's the year we won. We won that year. That's 2019. Oh, so it's 2018. I'm sorry, that is 20. That's 2018. It was 2018. Sorry, 2018. Yeah, they would have beat Toronto if Brett Brown knew how to draw up a play. Said, 2019. I don't think. I don't think we were beating. Because Giannis, no, no, it was the bubble. We we weren't even. No, that was twenty twenty. That was twenty twenty. Was twenty nineteen then? Twenty nineteen is the, is Toronto. So twenty eight. So twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen is uh. We want to. I don't even know what. Twenty eighteen is uh. That's Cavs. That was the Cavs last final, right? No, twenty eighteen is. I mean, we think it's so hard. We got. Why? Why are we not? I'm gonna say. Why am I trying to think of this? I can just look it up. That was, Cavs. Yeah, that was the Cavs last year. That was after J.R. Smith's blunder. And okay, so they, I'm sorry. Let me miss. I, I misspoke. They the one in 2019. They the one in 2021. There we go. Those two. All right, I agree with those two. I agree those two. Probably were one in 22. Because 2020, the bubble. Eh, I don't know if we'd have done it. 2021, I could say we could win it, but that that Bucks team was very nice. That Bucks team was very good. So if we got past them. I was out of say we're shooing. But again, that's under pop. We unfortunately have Glenn at the 2018. We had Brett Brown. So long, long live Glenn. And Brett Brown just beat the Sixers because he's now uh, the assistant coach for the Spurs. So long live Glenn. Now, <laughs> speaking of someone who's, you know, who didn't make it through the season, Joe Girardi somewhere. Oh, I thought you was about to say Anthony Davis. 
Oh, no. Huh. Do I have to? That goes without saying, okay? Because that goes without saying. That team, the Lakers, stink. They, we, we know we were tied with them, right? Oh, three. That's the Sixers thing. stink. I don't know. The, stink. I'm just letting you know, though, right going right now. My, the, uh, the stench, the, the filthy stench of, of being garbage. I just want you to know, though, but going right now, my, my Trailblazers pick. Over your Kings pick, it's going miraculously right now. I'm gonna say, but my but my Pelicans pick look real good right now. Oh, the Pelicans, I, we all do this making playoffs, but I, I, the Memphis Grizzlies, they, Memphis they, Grizzlies they, they 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 took they took Brooklyn apart. Memphis did the same thing. That's why I'm like, yo, Grizzlies and Pelicans, you're, you they, we could have we should put them maybe one and two at the at the end of the season. But oh no, I mean, listen, we got we got a, a tonight as we record Dallas plays. New Orleans. I mean, but I think Zion's without, not playing though. without Ingram and without Zion. So, we'll oh yeah, see. that's that's a none. We'll see. No, that's that's that's, that's, that's a Mavs win. That's a, but Jared, let's let's transition over to the Philadelphia Phillies, who took care of San Diego in five games. Bryce Harper came through clutch, named the NLCS MVP, going up against the Houston Astros in the World Series. Houston, who is seven and zero in the playoffs, seven and zero. Sweep in the first round, sweep in the second round. Jared, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of 0 Sixers Lakers vibes from this from this playoff matchup here in, in nah, Major League Baseball. No, I think no I listen, hear me out. Hear me out. You're going the Lakers were undefeated. The Lakers had a much better team on paper. The six, uh, the, the Sixers team, you know that Sixers team in 01 had AI, and that was it. This Phillies team has Harper, has Schwarber, has. All right, that's not that's not as it though. Like, they got, they have that. guys who are hot, hot, hot. 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 They have guys yeah. that are hot. AI had nobody. Brady's got the best catcher in the league. Okay, who yes, he has JT. Yes, I understand. And yes, Har- yes Hoskins is hot. Schwarber is hot. These guys are hot. I understand. Uh, I think that's mad disrespectful. I'm not saying they're going to get swept. Listen, no, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying they're going to get swept. I'm just saying that comparison, which is the comparison, makes sense. You have this team that everyone else, everyone else outside of Philadelphia is picking Houston. And everyone no, else outside of Philadelphia is picking Houston in five. No way. I mean, they are. Yes, way. I got. I got a lot the of. They got 160 games or oh, yeah, 116 not, games. They had a great season. They have a better they had a great team. season. I just think they, we're a different type of underdog than the 01 Sixers underdog. That's all I'm saying. That's that was like a, a scrutinized disrespectful thing. No, let's be fair. AI won one game. Yeah, he did great at that game. We didn't even think he was going to win a game. Yes, we're going to win more than one. My game. point being, they won the first game. And that's what this that's what the Phillies have been doing all season. That came in undefeated throughout the playoffs. Swept everyone they played, came against an underdog team in the championship round and lost the first game. That's my point. Is I think that's what's going to end up happening. Uh, that's what I think is going to end up happening for this team in Houston. Like I think they're going to win the first game. I think they if they win the first game, they have it's lost the second game in every series they played. So yeah, if they come it's, back, it's if they come back to Philly in Game Three. Tied one one, I will take that as a. I will take that. No, and no then, So you think they're sweeping this 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 Houston team? No, we're not sweeping. I think we're gonna win in five. Is that not what I just said, Jared? 
No, I thought you just said that you think you'll take it if we just get one win and they beat us in four or in five. I I literally just said they come back to Philly tied one one. You'll take that, and you'll take that, and then you have three games at home. Oh, see, I hear that last part. My fault. It, it, come on, you ready to cut me off? I'm ready to cut me off. I'm thinking going to the trajectory of saying, you know what? We take this one win. Philly, they've been back in the World Series since '09. I'll take this four one win. That's something you would say. Never. I'm saying, I'm saying, if they come back to Philly in Game Three on. Monday, the 31st, tied 1-1, I consider that as, as a victory. And then you have three games at home to make some noise. I don't want to go back to Houston. If they can wrap this thing up in five, that would be amazing. That that would be great. And again, I feel, like I feel like that's the norm for the Philly so far this season, though. Like, you, take, you, always, you just have to split. At the first two games, you just got to split. And that's what they've been doing because at the end of the day, a lot of these teams that we played have better rosters than us. Braves, Padres might have been a little bit even. I think, like, some would say they had a better roster than us, but I think they're even. But the Braves had a, a better roster than us. And we just, once you split, I think that just gives the Phillies so much confidence and that's what all you really needed from us is just the confidence going. Because we had guys that, I guess, at this point, weren't regular season guys, they postseason guys. Hey, it works as long as you get to the postseason. So right now, I think they're in the hot and just gonna keep it going. Oh man, this is exciting though. I heard the streets was crazy because I'm not in Philly unlike you, but I just want to know you, you got your ear to the streets. I heard it was mm-hmm. chomping in Philly. I got a, I got a call um, from 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 straight to the point longtime guest Barry the Bulldog, and he called me. He said he was down Broad Street having a great time, <laughs> and and he said it was an, an amazing atmosphere. So. I could see just like from people who, you know, people in the city that had just great times on Broad Street. They were they were singing, uh, dancing on my own on Frankfurt Ave. They're you know singing singing dreams and nightmares on Broad Street. I think there's it's it's an amazing it's an amazing time to be in the city of Philadelphia. You have an undefeated Eagles team. You have a, a team in in the Phillies that's having this. Crazy run right now. Uh, you got the Sixers, but then you have all, like you have this goodwill that you know maybe maybe the Sixers the Sixers aren't getting as eviscerated as they probably would be if there was more attention on them because they need to thank the Phillies right now for taking a lot of the attention away from them. It's not even the Phillies though. Thank, thank the Eagles too and the Flyers because all these other teams are winning. <laughs> It's just not the Sixers are winning, so everybody just saying it's early. You know what I'm saying? You can just say it's early because the Eagles are undefeated. Oh, man, that's great. The Flyers right now, I think, are, what, 3-1, and one, Chris? They might be 2-1. Um, and one. I don't know how early the season is, but right now, a very good record. Phillies are in the World Series. Sixers 1-3. Uh, we'll, we'll see how – as, like, Chris and I – or Chris always says, let's wait till Christmas, then we'll see. Like, yeah, right yeah, we'll now, see. It's, we'll right see. now it's the Eagles and Phillies time Listen, to do what if, they're supposed to do. If, if this team still stuck, still sucks at Christmas – you will see me banging the table for Sam Cassell. Yeah, because then, then you're like, all right, the Phillies either won or lost or were serious, so the anger is going to be there if we lose, or the happiness will still be there, so you can still be a little bit giddy. The Eagles may or may not still be undefeated, but we know they'll be in the playoffs by the 20th mm-hmm. Christmas. We'll be like, okay, our team's good. We're going to get the playoffs. So that balance of, okay, Phillies won either won or lost, if the anger will be with the Sixers losing side, or the happiness will be with the Eagles wherever they're at, because then the Flyers season will just be at that midpoint, so – you're right. hoping for the Flyers fans are still somewhere in between. But for the two major, three major sports of Philadelphia, 
Mm-hmm. It really depends on this World Series, like you're saying, because this World Series will bring, make or break how much anger and attrition the Sixers get come Christmas if this record hasn't improved. I agree. I agree. Now, moving on to, to things not improving and terrible records, let's talk about two former MVPs that are just not having a good season so far. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, both under 500, both losing the teams they shouldn't have lost to. Green Bay is. I, I think they've lost to Giants, Jets, and now uh, Giants, Jets, and who's the last one they just lost to? Who, who the? They, uh, they just played uh, the Packers. Yes. Who they just lose to? The Commanders. The Commanders. Yes. Taylor Heineke. To, to your Taylor Heineke coming coming in getting the win over Rodgers in Washington. So the Rodgers goes over three against the Jets, the Giants, and the Commanders. Brady just now loses to Carolina. They put up three points. This, it's over. It's over, okay? It's over. This is the cliff that Max Kellerman had been talking about for so long. It was Giselle. It was, that was, it was Giselle. It was, it's, it's, it's all downhill for Brady. It's all downhill. He doesn't, people are talking about he doesn't like he wants to be there. People are talking about how he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. He would never do that. Belichick didn't do that. Listen, I said this on the podcast before. I've said that you, I've had conversations with you, Jared. When you start doing things out of character, you're starting to you're starting to like transition out of sports. Like Brady, would Brady five years ago go to Robert Kraft's wedding in the middle of the season? Hell no. Hell no. Would Brady two years ago do that? No. It's it's starting to be a cumulative thing, Jared. Rodgers, he doesn't look as egregious, but that team is garbage. That Green Bay team is horrible. Mm-hmm. And now you have a situation where teams don't fear Tampa Bay anymore. Teams don't fear Green Bay like they used to. Teams know they can go into Lambeau and beat that team. Teams know they can go into Tampa and beat that team. Teams aren't afraid of the long ball from Brady because they have no deep threats. Like they have Mike Evans, yes, but they have one deep threat. Now the other guys ain't gonna beat you deep. Now with on Green Bay, like you got a whole bunch of unproven guys. You got Christian Watson, you got Romeo Dobbs, Lazard, whatever. You don't fear those guys. You don't have a Dev- Devontae walking through that door. So, Jerry, your, your perspective is, is you know, I, I want your input on this, but I think it's time to worry. I think it's way past the point of worry. I think it's 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 sell on Brady and sell on Rodgers. Um, <clears throat> Rodgers I'm not selling on. Unfortunately for Rogers' case, the receiving thing you have to that has to build chemistry with time. This is the year to really get that down pat. You can see it's getting better with Tunyon getting more involved in Lazard. So now you really get your pecking order straight where Dobbs is going to be probably the two until be, and then Watson still has a lot of like growth and learning to do. The problem with the like my real concern with the Packers is just for the season, just that O line is decimated. The same can be said for the Buccaneers, but Tom has his own personal issues he's dealing with. Like that Giselle thing, split custody with the kids. If that right, if everything's like going that way, that's shaky stuff. His O line decimation is only causing further mm-hmm. problems, not just for him, but whatever's going on mentally with his personal stuff. Because now it's like he's not getting protected right. by his O line. Like that, this is some of the worst like quarterback he could do. Because he again, you, you, you say he doesn't have these for Russell Gage is out, 
Julio Jones hasn't been playing. Like, his man's mm-hmm. the hamstring, his hamstring's done. Like, if, if Tom's done, so is Julio at this point. Their ham- his hamstring's done. Yeah, yeah. God was trying to get back into it. It's just Mike Evans. And Mike's not even really like a, a speedy deep guy. He's a 50 50 deep guy. And Tom has no time to throw it to him for those plays. So you're just like, that this season, it might be a watch. I think Tom is going to retire at this point. So for Tom, I'm selling. I'm selling on it. I'm just like, hey, it's, it was your time. This was a bad season for you. Came back thinking you had it because they had a very good line going into the season. Right. Preseason, and- they lost to. Boom, that's they, it. Yeah, they lost, they lost the Bucs in the offseason. So you're um, like, boom, that's it, Tom. I'm feeling for you. Then literally you find but out. But even, like but four, even just seven. beyond the Brady point, their defense is horrible. Like, or, defense, yeah, it, again, that's injuries as it, well. It's so getting run through. It's getting run through injuries as well. The gels thing started coming up. Now you also, even though he won't admit it, there was the whole probably the A-B stuff probably bothered him just a little bit because this man coming at him every week. And that, and that was his man. Like, he, he had him living in his house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Then you had the rumors of him, I think, doing Mass Singer, and people were just trying to say, oh, he's not taking it. Like, there's so much media stuff that's being thrown at him on a daily, right. plus the Giselle stuff. Football, I think he should just – he already has his contract in place to become, I believe uh, – He'll be doing Fox's player. game of the week. Yeah, so he's fine. I think Brady, fine. Rodgers, I think, still has something to prove. Rodgers, I don't think – I don't think right now, when we look at this team, their defense just needs improvement, but it looks better each week. It's that offense that you're really like, okay, they quit because Rodgers didn't have any – Turnovers in the last game against the commander. Mm-hmm. It's just there were plays where there still were drops in his O line. Just he, he just literally didn't have the time. He really scrambled, I think, and had to throw in the run for this first time in like three years. They had a scramble play, they said, in the game. And I'm just like, man, that's how you know that O line is so beat up. He's missing Batiara. Like, his, his, you're, when you're missing your key piece, that's like, go to your, your left hand or your right hand, man. And that, that's the guy you're like, all right, I know I got an extra two seconds in this pocket to make the throw that's needed that maybe this guy will then catch. I think for Packers' sake, he's just like, okay, now we're, they're just going through the motions. At the team, he's just going to keep building chemistry. He's going to get the, the guys that are open, feed him. I think he just needs to build this Lazard chemistry that he has. Like these past three weeks, they've really been clicking. There have been some drops still from Lazard, which happened when he was with Devontae Adams, but it's not as many or as prolific because now he's the focal point. So I think he just had to really build on that. Tell you needs to be the two when it comes to the passing game. Then you have Jones and Dylan is finally at that pecking order. You see the pecking order now, there's no more split carries. Jones is that guy, and he's getting right. more out the backfield as well. So Rodgers, I'm not selling on. I'm just saying, let's just hold, wait to see what's going on this season. I think is a dud. I, I don't think if they prove me wrong and flip the switch in the season, this Bills game will be the game to do it. But I, I just think for that, for their own purposes and sake, you're just really on this. Rodgers got paid. We know he's committed to the team now. Let's just get things running. Let's get this. Let's get this together. Let's get the ship together. Yeah, but I think is it too far gone? Like Minnesota's running away with this division at this point. You're you're under five hundred. You're under 500. You're under, you know, this, under this pressure. Like you have, you have Buffalo in Buffalo coming up this week. You could easily be three and five. You know what I'm saying? So, is this too much of a hole to overcome? Like, yeah, you're two games under 500. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But you can run the NFC. You're probably gonna have. You might have three teams out of the NFC East coming out the playoffs. No, you. you the Eagles who are still undefeated. Yeah. You get the Giants at six and one. Nah, Dallas at four and two. So, you have the idea where we talked about could could two NFC North teams get in? Well, if three NFC East teams get in, no. So, who's going to come out the North? It's probably with Minnesota. Who, the NFC West looks like garbage, but you got Geno in Seattle yeah. at, at first place. You can't even say it that much as much as the NFC South is like, that's garbage. Yeah, and the, but the NFC South also is garbage. But so the NFC in general looks like garbage, except mm. for the NFC East. 
Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, it's not over, but teams like Tampa, teams like Green Bay, teams like New Orleans, teams like the Rams, like the Rams look like garbage. Teams like Arizona. Like you're looking at you're looking at a lot of just like middle of the pack average teams in the NFC right now. That's why I said I think the Bills game is the game that you're like, you win this, you still have a shot. Because like if you go if you just go off that perspective, Chris, of which teams just really like garbage and you just don't have faith in the NFC West. I think the Cardinals, if you if you're the Packers, it's a better record than the Cardinals, all right, let's that's a stepping stone. I think they can have a better record than the 49ers. I don't I'm, I don't know. I don't have the CMC trade changes things for me a little bit. But it just doesn't change as much factors. I'm like, man, Jimmy G just doesn't look the same. He doesn't. He looks like he's not that guy from a year ago to even two years ago. There was Super Bowl. He just doesn't look that guy anymore. And right. The team still is better though. He just doesn't look better. So that's holding them back. I don't. I don't have much to say about the Rams. Like, I don't know what's going on with that team. They have no roster. offensive line at all. At all. And it's, at all. They're, they're they're two more injuries away from calling me and you. Yeah, it's bad. Like they just. It's 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 so bad where the Seahawks. It's their division right now. Hey, who would have thought that? Because the Broncos are in here. Garbage. But I'm not. I'm, oh, not oh. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Broncos because we didn't We didn't also talk about, we talked about this in the last couple of pods ago, who will be the next coach to get fired. I said Ron Rivera. You said Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, he's no, you said Matt Eberflus. Yes. It's probably going to be Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he got, he, will, he, not, he might not make the season. They might kick. They might do. Oh, yeah, listen, key card don't work. Decline. Yeah, because I, I mean, you might fire him after. You hear in the rumors they might be trading Jerry Judy. You have Mike Florio. You can't. Old. You can't sell. You can't sell when you have Russell Wilson on a five-year, two hundred and seventy-five million dollar contract. You can't sell. Like there is no sell. None. Yeah, that's Walter Penner ownership. They had maybe gone, and we saw that coming. I didn't see it coming as much as I really thought the floor was going to be done, but hey, the Bears have proved me wrong, even though Justin Fields can't throw as much. This Broncos team is horrible. O-line right. problems as well. A lot of teams are having strangling, crippling O-line issues. It's bad. But when it also just comes to play calling, it's horrible. We know what you're doing. Like We know your play call before you even call it. It's just bad. I think uh, Russ Wilson, they, they now have the excuse of the shoulder injury that we never even heard of until then. I thought it was overweight. I still do think he's overweight. for, But it's just, he just doesn't look good. So now he's trying to play through this injury to get the sympathy and to get the, say, hey, when I'm healthy, I'll be like 100%. We know, like, okay, maybe next season he will be. But at this point in time, you look horrible. You look like he was a bad bet for the team that just spent so much money into you. And now they're talking about trading players KJ Hammers on the trade block, even though he was wide open. Like, how does that, like, that doesn't correlate to me. Hackett might need to be the first one to go because you can't get rid of Russ. You can't. Yeah, so Hackett might be the first one to go because just bring, there. bring somebody yeah. else in at this point. If they go three and six, I think they will, will truly consider firing the Hackett. Oh, yeah. He, he looks, he looks like people talk about how bad Sirianni looked last year in the beginning of the season. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett looks 10 times worse. Yeah, thousands of worse. Like so, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But Jared, let's talk about Week Eight in the NFL. You know, like our predictions have kind of been 
kind of been a little eh lately, you know. We kind of not my week seven. Looking a little rough, had a little rough patch, but Jared, let's hold on, hold on. Also, I don't care that the, the, the Bears won on Monday Night Football. I don't ever want to see Justin Fields on primetime television ever again. Ever. <laughs> I mean, he threw for one seventy nine in the title. At least he threw for over hundred. Like nobody even thought that was going to happen. I don't care. He stinks. Yeah, he no, was garbage. He was in a, sh- a shootout with Bailey Zappi. With Bailey Zappi, who, yeah, who that's, were, not, that's not a shootout because they were really blowing him out. But it's because of like you know he threw it, two it picks. was it was a shootout, but both they both their guns jammed and then they just threw their guns and started slap fucking slap. Yeah, because you know Bears defense was just better than the Patriots defense last night. That's all I really say. But man, Chris, who'd have thought that my Jets Giants Titans pick would all hit? Maybe some money. It's gross to even say that because all three of those teams, you're especially a Titans here. All three of them teams are not supposed to be getting W's. Yes. All right. You would have taken that bet. You'd be like, oh, I had to die. Hell no, I wouldn't have took, it. I wouldn't have took that bet. <laughs> See? I had, unfortunately, unfortunately, Jags money line. <laughs> Jared, let's, let's dive into the Thursday night games. Jared, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Tampa Bay to travel Take on the Buccaneers on Thursday night. Jared, who you got? Baltimore, Tampa. Baltimore, I oh, man, that's Tampa Bay. Just, they just as you said, that's what I said. Selling Tom Brady, he just gonna be eating these bullets. Now, I, I really have the Ravens winning. And Lamar's not playing as great as like you want him to. Like they did win against the um, Browns. Now it could be for the fact that you know, um, I don't think I think Mark Andrews only targeted twice, and he really didn't see the ball. So maybe that's why Lamar just didn't look good. He only threw sixteen passes. That was a Marcus Mariota type of game. Because Marcus Mariota is averaging 14 passes a game. So that was one of the – and I'm like, you don't want to see that for somebody that wants to earn his money. He's trying to get his paycheck. Did he run 59 yards? Yeah, absolutely. He threw for 120. But I just want to see more from Lamar. Maybe that's the divisional game, so this game will be different. But we got to see so much more from Lamar. I think think that's an unfair point because – Beginning of the season, he was leading the, the quarterbacks, every quarterback in statistical – like, he was leading by far. And he's kind of regressed a little bit in the last couple of games. But the biggest thing is they need to win games. Like, I don't care how he does it. The biggest thing is he needs to win games. Like, I get he wants to win his money. He wants to get his money. He wants to do everything. But, I mean, him throwing for 300 yards and a loss does not help. Like, at all. So, if he throws for 16 times and runs for 60 yards – and they win football games, he'll get his money. I'm, I'm not saying he's not going to get his money. I just think, like, when you're really trying to capitalize on the mo- as much as you can get, like, you know, the top-tier wealth of it, he's going to have to really just put up some sky-breaking numbers. Like, the same way we see Hurts is doing it, we're like, okay, it's Hurts finally going to be the franchise guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying this is getting against Lamar. You're winning games. That team's going – if they can right, play the way – the, the, the counter-argument against him would be – yeah, you put these numbers up, but they didn't they didn't translate to wins. Like, if he can go on, the, if he can, if he have, leads this team to being having a successful season, he'll get his money. Yeah, and, if they, and if they don't pay him, there's plenty of teams that are going to need quarterbacks that will pay him. I don't even care what nobody's saying about the Daniel Jones Giants thing. If Lamar becomes available, the Giants will swoop on Lamar. the Giants. Because we can talk, the, the, we talk about Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, yes, yes. They'll sweep on him immediately. Like, it's not even going to be like, no hesitation. There's teams who the are – The Texans will pay him handsomely. The Texans – like, there's plenty of teams. 
Listen, Gino's nice, but Seattle. <laughs> Gino's nice, but yeah, it's fair. But uh, yeah, I much rather. Okay, yeah, you keep it as relevant. You're ruining our draft. Detroit. So it's there. That's what I'm saying. Lamar comes there. there. Washington. <laughs> he don't even got to move. <laughs> he don't even got to move. <laughs> he can live. He can live. I'm sure he lives somewhere in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. <laughs> I D.C. or Maryland, you know, in closer there. He don't gotta move. Nope. Don't even gotta move. So, all I'm saying, there's plenty of teams out there for him. But I have Baltimore winning this game on the As road. Jared, the next game, a ESPN Plus exclusive. Go watch on ESPN Plus. This is a, such a great way to promote ESPN Plus. Denver travels to London to play the Jags. Jared, who do you got? I can't slander ESPN Plus or ESPN in the fighters for this game. This is the game they chose to be on. I don't. I don't. I, I didn't ask you to. But I have the Jaguars winning. The Broncos stink. I have the Jags winning this game. I have the Jaguars as well. The Jaguars. Yes, because they are in London, so I will pronounce it correctly and call them the Jaguars. However, this game is going to come down to coaching. This game is going to come down to play calling. On one side, you have a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson. On the other side, you got Nathaniel Hackett, who acts like he has not ever played Madden or done anything with football in his life. So, it's a, give, me, ooh, ooh. give me Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville at their, their second home away from home in London. All right, next game should be easier for us. Jared, the next game is Miami traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Who you got? I have Miami. I think we should both have Miami for this one. I have Miami as well in this game, but I think it's going to be – I think this might be like a shootout. You really Detroit, think – Detroit, who has – Detroit was the, the – the, the, as you pointed out, had the most explosive offense in the league up until they played New England. Then they played New England and Dallas to score a combined six points – or, I'm sorry, 12 points. So – I think they're due for another offensive explosion. I think Miami, so, too. It just really comes to Amon Ross like, Brown. I don't know. They, they're saying he's going to play week eight, but he just had a concussion, Chris. Like, what are we I doing? Like, the I NFL mean, Tua died, and he's back there playing, so. <laughs> yeah, so. The cool. next game, we have Carolina traveling to Atlanta to take mm-hmm. on the Falcons. Jared, who you got? Carolina traveling. I got the Panthers winning this game, only because I already said it. This is a legit stat. You can look it up. Michael Mariota only throws 14 passes a game, mm-hmm. and that's because they're so run-heavy. The Panthers' D line is not trash. Like point NFL teams are calling for Bruce Burns. Like I think the Eagles are one of them because that's how good he is on the line. They still have short there. They still have that uh, the corners who are somewhat adequate, but they, that linebacker, their front seven is good. They they're, not they're, keep, they're keeping the def- defensive you know backfield intact. Yeah, and Brian, I would do but, I would do that too. So like, they, I, I mean, it. they got Brian Burns, they got Jeremy Chin, they got J.C. Horn, they got pieces. However. I like, you know, P.J. Walker, Temple, legend, P.J. Yeah. Walker. XFL, legend, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker, who beat Tom Brady, will lose to Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. So See, Jared, I, don't, I don't have them losing that game. I have them losing that game. Only because like, I just don't have faith in Mariota. Because you, you, you – I mean, listen, do you have faith in P.J. Walker? Do I have faith in P.J. Walker? More faith in him than I do in Mariota. Why? Because I know it looks like Mariota and literally should be their single-handed best receiver, Kyle Pitts. 
They had never met each other. Chris, Kyle Pitts averages two and a half receptions for that team. And, 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 who's, and whose fault is that? Mariota's. No, that's that's Arthur Smith's fault. Get play some call some plays for him. <laughs> so if that's the case, either way, I still I think the Panthers Panthers come off a nice one against the Bucks. They're gonna feel this. And I think the Panthers and I think that that's the part of the reason I have Atlanta win this game is they're way too high. They're they're coming up this high. They just beat Tampa. They're traveling to Atlanta. Atlanta is, is, is a team where, you know, they can run the ball with anyone. They have a potent running attack. They can hold the ball, hold time possession. If they can make one or two key plays, you know, I, I understand that Tampa can't score any points, but if they could score any points, they probably win that game last week. Atlanta can score points. They just can't stop that's not, a, that's not a that's not a fact. They can score points. So I'm not against so, I, I think just, I'm, I'm I think Atlanta wins this game. All right. We're going we're gonna to be split on this one. I, I just don't see it the way you see it right now. Next game, we have Arizona traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Jared, who you got? This one's the easy one for both of us. Not unless you're going the other way again, but I have the Vikings. Justin Jefferson off a of bye week. I think even, even though most teams end up losing their bye week games, the Cardinals stink. They garbage. Robbie Anderson return, playing or not. I like that Diop is back. Diop's going to put up numbers, but Kyle Murray just doesn't look good under Helm right now. I think that's more of a um, – oh man, the head coach's name is Louis. Uh Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. I just, don't, I just don't see them. There's no cohesion with them. They're not on the same page. If I if they do believe in Murray because they just paid him, then means I think Cliff Kingsbury is also on that hot seat list that we have for NFL coaches. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I, they just look so good right now. All right, Jerry. I just did some research right here. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 yeah. comes, comes out October the 27th. Yes, it does. It's on my uh, watch list. So it that means that's one strike against Kyler Murray. Oh, man. Yes. Second, second strike is a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. Yeah. That means Kirk Cousins is going to turn into the second coming of Joe Montana. Possible. Third strike against Arizona. Their head coach is Cliff Kingsbury. So three strikes, I'm out. Give me Minnesota. All right, I'm cool with that. Jared, the Bears traveled to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, who you got. And the Cowboys, uh, the NFC East is just too strong. The force is strong within them. I had the Cowboys win this game. It yes. should not be close. If Justin, Fields, if Justin Fields throws for over two, uh, 180 yards, this is a loss for the Cowboys, no matter what the score is. Jared, Vegas travels to New Orleans to take on the Saints, who you got. Vegas. Um, Andy Dalton playing good football, but the Raiders need some wins. Like, if we're talking about teams yeah. that are just about the Broncos. What? Huh? Who's been playing good football? Andy Dalton. The guy who, put, the guy who threw two pick sixes. <laughs> you, I know what he threw. But look, let's think about it this way. Go to just the last game they played where you're saying – a 34 to 42 loss to the Cardinals. Mind you, as a shootout. Who knew Andy Dalton still had a 361 yard game? In Andy it? Dalton gave them 14 points. He gave him, actually, he gave him three, the 14, and then he threw another interception. He probably gave him technically 21 points. But still, he Get out of here with this Andy Dalton nonsense. He played back to Mariota. That's no, he's not. Yes, yes. Mariota ain't throwing two pick sixes in a game. They play, he played back to Mariota. He played back to Mariota. No, he's play. not, Jared. I don't care about all them garbage time empty calories that he just th- here here Chris Olave here goes a five yard pass take, take no. his ten yards here Chris Olave 
and Chris Olave. Oh, I have Alvin Kamara. Here you go, Kamara. Here you go, Kamara. Let me get some Taysom Hill. Come on, with so this oh, You're a hater. He threw five Again, they're they're again they lost the game. But if we're talking about a team that's still going to keep the Raiders competitive, it probably be the I same. Mean, okay, competitive. Competitive is one thing. Playing well is completely different, Jared. Don't you start saying that Andy don't play well. That's he semantics. Did he did not. He did not. He's another guy that will be out of the leagues, out the league soon for him. He's done. He's not. He's doing exactly what a backup does. NFL, not for long. Not for long. He's doing what a backup does, you know. That's all you can really say. He's doing what a backup does. Play confidence. I wonder how Ian Book would look. I wonder how Trevor Simeon would look. How Aaron Brooks can come out of retirement and look better than Andy Dalton right now. That's wild. Jared, Pittsburgh travels to Philadelphia to take on the undefeated Eagles. Who you got? The Eagles. The Eagles. I have the Eagles. The Eagles. Like, we're not losing to Pittsburgh. I don't – no. No, 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 We're not losing I'm to curious Pittsburgh. to see how this team looks after the bye week. Um, no, Still no T.J. Watt, which is very good for the Eagles. Um, I'm curious to see how they play against whoever may play for the quarterback. I know there may be some talk about maybe it's Pickett, maybe it's Trubisky. I think the Eagles should win this game, but I'm curious to see how this game this game plays out. Jared, New England travels to the Jets. Taking on the Jets in the Meadowlands, who you got? The I know Jets. you want you want, huh? The Jets. No, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I need to say it a little louder. <laughs> the Jets win. No, 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 no. Can you spell it out for me? No, we be loud. I have the Jets winning. Jared, say it. A little louder. A little louder. No way. Fight me. Jared. Who do you have? I got. Oh, you want me to spell it out? J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go. That's gross. That's just nasty. You're filthy. Let's go, Jets. I don't. I, listen, it's too inconsistent with Bailey Zappy. Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Bailey Zappy? Is Matt Patricia going to get in his way and shoot himself in the foot? Is Belichick going to think he's too, you know, eh, I don't know. Robert Sala right now, their defense is flying all over the place. Sauce Gardner is having an amazing season, not just in a statistical standpoint, but just by presence, just by making it, just putting a light on that team. Um, Zach Wilson's come back, played a little bit energized on offense. I know they lost Brees Hall. They have Michael Carter as a backup. Um, they still may have some moves to make, but I think that team is definitely improved. You can see the improvement on that team. You can see the confidence that they get every week. I don't think anyone is scared of New England, especially not on offense. So I got the Jets winning. Jared, Tennessee travels to Houston, a, a AFC South matchup. Who you got? The Titans. I think like they're just in their stride finally. There's not... They're just doing what they normally do when the games are supposed to win. Tannehill plays poorly or at average at best, but they can still basically win through their defense and their run game. So I have the Titans winning. It's the Texans. I have the Titans winning. Of, I have the, the, the Titans winning as well. I think that Houston's offense is still a work in progress. I know they have Damian Pierce, and he's a an electric back, but they have Derrick Henry, and he is the premier back uh, of that division. Jonathan Taylor, who is falling off. Uh, we'll get a little bit into Indianapolis in a second, but when 
you look at a team like like Tennessee, who I think is is very solidly coached, they're disciplined, they might not have the pass rush of you know other other elite quote unquote elite teams, but they have enough to get it done, and I think they can beat Houston uh on the road. Jared, the six and one New York football giants travel to Seattle to take on Geno and the Seahawks. This sneakily could be the game of the week. Jared, who you got? Do you think this might be the game of the week? This could be the game of the week. It could be. Um, I who have, you got, Jared? I have the 49ers winning. I th- what? They're not even playing. Huh? I said the Giants travel to Seattle. Oh, you said the Giants game. No. Take on the Seahawks. No, give me the Seahawks. Your Giants bias is showing, Jerry, and it's d- disappointing to all of our New York fans. It's not bias; it's hatred. Totally different. I don't, I okay. don't like any NFC East teams. Okay, that don't but, mean you can't be objective, Jerry. I am objective. I'm objectively saying that you're, you're an objective Seattle, hater. Seattle Seahawks will win. You're a hater. And Geno Smith, we trust. You're a hater. And Geno Smith, we trust. Who do you you're have? A hater? I, no, I, say my name is Jared, and I'm a hater. Say who it. do you have? Oh, I have the Giants winning this game. Okay, you should have bet the Giants last week too. Then, listen, I probably should have. So, however, I think they're winning this game. I think that the, the key to beating Seattle, I wouldn't, I never thought I'd be able to say this. The key to beating Seattle is keeping the ball out of Geno Smith's hands. He does not turn the ball over. He does not make boneheaded plays. The Giants, on the other hand, also don't. They make critical plays at critical times. They come up. Huge at huge situations. Daniel Jones looks like a competent NFL quarterback at this point, who two years ago looks like he was going to be, you know, bagging groceries somewhere. Like, some, you know, people were talking about him, he needs to go get his CDL. Now you look at a guy like Daniel Jones and he's making plays with his legs, putting, you know, not making boneheaded throws. He looks adequate. He looks confident at times. Saquon, Looks confident, so I'm I'm curious to see this game. I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm very uh, optimistic as far as how this game is going to turn. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Seattle obviously doesn't fight. Uh, I'm sorry, doesn't doesn't collapse. They fight. They they battle. They've been in some shootouts. This could be a shootout, or this could be like one of them twelve ten type games. Like it could go. Either way, because you might you have two teams that just hold on to the ball and play ball control. So I'm curious to see how this game goes, but I think it's going to be a good game uh, either way. It's possible. Jared, the next game, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the Commanders traveling to Indianapolis to take on Sam Ellinger and the Indianapolis Colts. Jared, who you got? Oh, I have the Commanders winning. I mean, I, I just haven't I don't I haven't seen like, you know, Sam Ellinger in the years he's been in the NFL hasn't thrown a pass, I don't think. He's rushed the ball, but he hasn't thrown a pass. So I, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in him yet. The next to say, Oh, I can confidently believe in him, or even say I can somewhat believe that he'll be Taylor Heineke, where I can say with confidence Taylor Heineke's not a bad quarterback. They just don't have any trust. They just don't believe in him to be a franchise guy. But he can win you some games, and I think he'll win you this game. I agree. Um, it's hard to throw Heine, um, sorry, Ellinger in this situation. I mean, he's had he's going to have a full week to prepare, but it's not like Washington has a terrible defense. You know, he's going to have a crazy front four, even without Chase Young. 
Um, I mean, I mean, Matt Ryan, another one of those guys that are, that are done. Matt Ryan's done. People are saying his arm is cooked. So, no, Matt Ryan's done. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. He's done. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you look at a team like Indianapolis. Frank Wright might be actually on the on the hot seat. Yeah. Like Frank Wright might be done. Like he could be on the hot seat. So you look at that situation where we're looking for something in, in Indianapolis, some sort of spark, some sort of life, some something. And I don't think it happens this week. So I think I think Washington uh wins this game. Jared, at one point this could have been the game of the year. Now this this looks like it's, you know, the loser might be just done. You might as well go ahead and wrap it up. You have the 49ers traveling to the I was going to say to the Coliseum. <laughs> the 49ers traveling to LA to SoFi to take on the Rams. Who you got? The 49ers. I I think we've seen what the potential Christian McCaffrey can do for this team. I said I'm not really a big fan of what Jimmy G has been, but maybe this addition will help them, especially with this short passing game, because when you look at how they had Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr., neither of those guys could really catch the ball in the backfield, so that kind of limited the, the offense a little bit. Maybe this opens it up more for Jimmy G. Maybe this will help him go back into that form that we talked about where he just looked like he could be a guy that can take your team to a Super Bowl. I agree, but you also look at the flip side of the Rams. What we talked about earlier, no offensive line, no offense outside of Cooper Cup. You know, you you they they're they're done with Cam Akers, looks like. I mean, is Odell walking through that door anytime soon? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't know. Um, Jared, the same night game, the Green Bay Packers. We talked about this travel to Buffalo. Take on the Bills, who you got? I have the Bills winning the game, but I said it earlier in the show. This is the game where I think if the Packers want to still have a fighting chance this season, this is the game that you have to win. Oh, I think they'll compete. Oh, I think they'll look good. Oh, I think they'll lose, but they'll look respectable. Like, I don't think Rodgers is going to go up there and get embarrassed on national television. You would hope not, right? Yeah, I was like, you would hope not. Jared, our Monday night game, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Who you got? The Bengals. Yeah. I think the Browns have – they're putting up good fights. But they're they're a couple games away from getting back their starting QB. Jacoby says, don't what he's supposed to do. He fights competitive games. He keeps your team involved. He keeps you guys – the spirits up for when your starting QB returns. But it's over. It, we they had a good chance, but so it, it, it's time for them to lose some more games for Deshaun Watson to come in, and figure it out. I th- I think they they've had some winnable games, like we talked about when they play uh, the the game that sticks in my mind, especially is the time they played the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They had winnable games. They had games that they should have won. They should have beaten Winland. I think that when you look at a team like Cleveland. They're the perfect type team to beat a team like Cincinnati. They have the, the defensive line piece and presence with Garrett and Clowney. They have the ability to run the clock with Chubb and Hunt. And they've gotten contributions from Amari Cooper and uh, David Njoku. I'm not saying they can go shot for shot with Cincinnati. There's very few teams that can go point for point with Cincinnati. 
However, you can do what's gotten this team, a team like the Eagles so successful is that they hold the ball, they control the ball, they don't turn the ball over. Jacoby Brissett rarely makes uh, stupid, boneheaded in, uh, interceptions. He had one in that Chargers game. I just keep I keep thinking about that at the, at the red zone when they were trying to go ahead and 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 put since uh, put the Chargers away and couldn't. I think that for Cleveland to win this game, they need to play as much mistake-free football as possible. I think at home, they have the recipe. They have the ability. Jared, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think the Browns win this game on Monday night football. It's possible. It's it's possible. I just I'm just I'm I'm more of the proponent to think that hey, the Bengals look good. Jamar Chase is putting up numbers. The T Higgins still has to get himself involved more, and that's gonna nah, he, it, that's that's definitely true. Now I'm not saying that I would be surprised if if a team, you know, if, if Cincinnati come out there and just stomp Cleveland, like I'm not gonna be shocked. However, I do think Cleveland has the distinct possibility that they can come out and play keep away, essentially. With Cincinnati, treat them like how they would like how teams treat Kansas City, which is play keep away, and then make you walk down the field and score. Yeah. Cincinnati will. Do, Cincinnati is is less of a, you know, deep bomb, just drop back, you know, seven step drop and just chuck it down the field. They're they're more apt to put some drives together. I'm curious to see how they continue to involve Joe Mixon in the passing game. I think that's something that's been lacking. Um, but I'm curious to see if I'm Kevin Stefanski, that's, that's how I'm approaching this game is I'm going to preach ball control, ball control, time possession and no mistakes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared, anything else before we wrap up this episode of straight to the point? No, I think we, we covered about everything this time. We kept it short too. Thankfully, you know, we didn't go too in depth on the, the haterism. Yeah. I mean, you, you are very much haterist. Than me, you know, I'm that's cap. You really can't stand no, 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 no. You definitely def was a hater this episode. You Big can't. hater. Oh, no, I was chilling. Big hater. My Eagles have to be a winner. No, no, no you, 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 you was very hateful. Who would have really giant. thought it though? The AFC East and the NFC East, two divisions that were both like just garbage fires, and at least the East was competitive. The AFC East, you're just like one team was the Patriots for so many years, and then it was the Bills. Now, all these teams are a little bit, all these divisions are competitive. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, there's it's, it's, it's parody in the NFL, and I think that's the biggest thing is there's no team that's – I mean, the Eagles, but they – second halves, they still have things they can work on too. So there's no team that, that is head and shoulders above everyone. Like, you still have, like, top-tier teams and, you know, that, that are still kind of relatively close. So I'm curious to see how this season plays out, Jared. Well, when we get to week nine, which is coming up, They'll be halfway through the season. I think we need to take a pause, see how our predictions are looking, and just kind of see how we think things are going to shake out. How's that sound? I'm down for it. Definitely got to see how these predictions turn out. Sounds good. So, thank you all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes, so we appreciate the love. We appreciate the feedback, and continue to download and support. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials as at S-T-T-P podcast. And make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore J-W Hughes. W follow the podcast. We're trying to grow. We're trying to shine. So let's do it. Let's get it done. And thank you once again to Hemi76 providing us our locks of the week. 
he had Pittsburgh and he was he had chances. He had chances. So we're curious to see how his lock of the week is going to come out in week eight. Thank you to D Stanley Catering for supporting Hemi 76's lock of the week every week so far this season. Make sure you follow D Stanley Catering on Instagram and visit www.dstanleycatering.com for the best food. Yes, I said the best food, underline, highlight, all that in the Philadelphia Tri-State area. Make sure you hit them up today. Uh, Jared, it's time to get straight to the point. Let's do it. You know, we always get straight to the point. Yes. Yes, sir.